How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. What's going on, Problematics? It is Talkback Thursday. So every Thursday, I go on my Facebook page and go live. If you don't follow me on Facebook, it is at Rob Smith Online, and I talk to you. I answer your questions. I talk about your thoughts and concerns, and uh, we have a little kiki. So this is Talkback Thursday, and let's get into it. Let's talk. Let's talk about politics. Let's talk about what's going on. Um, somebody says, Alvaro, Diego Jenkins, hey, Rob, love you, man, and thank you for everything you do. Really, really appreciate that. Jackie Long Nichols says, hello. Gilbert says, FJB, oh, FJB. Okay, so Rick says he wants to start off with a prayer for Israel that I will that I will definitely um, adhere to. So definitely say prayer. Some of the stuff is horrific. So this isn't a question, but I definitely wanted to respond to this. Because I've been feeling this a lot lately. So Frank um, says, for the first time ever, I am worried about how vulnerable and weak our nation has become. And man, I feel you on that, brother. It's just, I was going to make a tweet this morning where I said, I cannot believe how bad things got in 32 months. Joe Biden has been president for 32 months. And what do we have? We have a crisis on the southern border. We have literally, um, I think it's like 100,000 illegal immigrants enter this country every single month. Nobody knows where they are, okay? We now have war going on in the Middle East. Um, we have high gas prices. We have high groceries. There is this anger and anxiety in the streets that I'm feeling in a way that I personally have not experienced in a very, very long time. And my theory on it is this. When Donald Trump was president, people's actual lives were better. Things were cheaper. There was more money going around. Everybody was freer. The world was safer and more secure, no matter what kind of propaganda they wanted to tell you about how awful things were. People's real, actual lives were better. That is what was going on under Donald Trump. And when people's real, actual lives are better, that is when you can create problems uh, in order to advance an agenda, right? So BLM stuff can never take hold and all of these different things and, and all the LGBT, like all of that stuff 
these things can't take hold really when people are dealing with real stuff, when people are deciding between gas and groceries, when people see the atrocities that are being committed on the world stage, um, when people know and they physically can feel the impact and effect that illegal immigration has on them. When people are dealing with real issues, you know, you can't promote fake stuff like BLM or the Rainbow Mafia or whatever stuff, right? Uh, like, like what's happening when Trump was president because people were actually living good lives. You know, you could trick them into believing that their lives were, te were terrible by filling their brains with propaganda. So now people's lives are actually bad. People's lives are actually very, very rough right now. And, and I'm going to keep it very real with you guys, problematics, and, and I always keep it 100% real. So this is what I say sometimes. Okay, so I am blessed enough to, to make a decent living doing what I do, making my videos and doing my podcasts and doing my cable news hits and doing all of this other stuff. Like, I'm blessed to make a decent living doing that. I am by no means a multimillionaire, okay, like in any capacity. Like, I'm not here, you know, sitting on $8, 10000000 million or whatever. But I feel the squeeze from all of this stuff, guys. I feel the squeeze. I feel the squeeze from all of it. And if I feel the squeeze from all of this stuff, and I'm making a decent amount of money, a very decent amount of money, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a look, I'm a mid six figures guy, right? And so if I'm making a decent amount of money and I can feel the squeeze, and I'm like, man, why are these restaurants so expensive, man? Why are my groceries so expensive, man? You know, if I can feel it, then I really, really do get nervous about what other people are feeling and experiencing out there that may not be as blessed as I am, that may not have the comforts that I have, that may not have the career that I have, okay? I get very nervous about that because here's the thing. When things become harder for people, and when things are when things are actually bad for people, that makes it more dangerous for everybody. That is why um, we have people, you know, running up on multi-million dollar mansions in Beverly Hills and doing home invasions and killing people. That is why I don't know if you guys saw this viral video that came out a couple. I think it was about a week and a half ago, where these thieves. This was in Texas. These thieves followed a man back to his home, trailed him from the bank and then try to rob him in his driveway. These are the things that happen when people become financially insecure to the level to which people are financially insecure right now. And it does not get better, it only gets worse. And I truly believe, you know, God, whoever the nominee is, I haven't taken sides on the Trump-DeSantis thing because honestly, um, to tell you the truth, if, it is not my job to be advocating for whoever I'm staying out of this. I, like I said, I'll vote for whoever the nominee is. But if this country does not get back to being run sensibly and competently, it will continue to decline. I was reading an article today. As a matter of fact, this is something that should make an actual segment on the, pod, on the podcast because I find this very interesting. Um, I came across this on Twitter, and this was actually a New York Times article that said DEI and these diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives, et cetera, et cetera, are making air travel less safe. 
So there's all these near misses that are happening with our air travel right now that are to the level that they've never been at before. And this is because, and the article is fascinating. I'm going to break that down on the podcast. It was about if you have these DEI initiatives and you're getting people um, in the cockpit that see their entire worldview via the lens of this, via the lens of their race and ethnicity, they are less likely to view authority um, in the way in which one needs to view authority in order to do your best work. They're more likely to buck against authority. They're more likely to think that because somebody is telling them a way to do something that is because of their race or their gender or their ethnicity or whatever, um, they're not taking orders and this is going to make air travel less safe for a lot of people. So that is just one example um, of a country in decline. So that wasn't really a question that you had, but I wanted to answer that because I am feeling exactly what you're feeling right now about how um, weak this country is and about how weak we are appearing right now and how bad things actually are. So I want to get... See Tracy Johnston. As an American, I feel I can't make it anymore. I already live on bare bones. The price of gas, food, electricity leaves nothing at the end of the month. I am 60 on Social Security, and I'm looking at the prospect of becoming homeless because I can't afford rent anymore. <clears throat> How is this the reality of America today? As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. America is on trial. Join me, Josh Hammer, as we examine the presidential election through the only lens that truly matters, the legal proceedings of Donald Trump and the Biden crime family. This new daily podcast examines breaking news and analyzes the biggest questions facing the country. Can the former president, Donald Trump, get a fair trial? Can Trump be disqualified from the ballot? Can Joe Biden pardon his son, Hunter? Can Trump even pardon himself? We cover all the action every morning. Listen to America on Trial wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And this is the reality of America today. Because we have elites on both sides of the aisle that have sold out the hardworking people of this country like Tracy. They have sold these people out. They have sold them out to China. They have sold them out to globalization. And they're in the process of selling this country out to illegal immigration. And by the way, let's talk about illegal immigration. Let's talk about the fact that, yes, you know, conservatives are, are the ones that are beating the drums about illegal immigration at this point. But conservatives and Republicans also allowed the illegal immigration to get to where it is right now because everybody loved the cheap labor at the very beginning. Everybody loved the cheap labor. Okay? Everybody loved it. And they were drunk on it. 
And then, so I believe that the people that were running corporations and stuff like this in the country, which, yes, by the way, were Republicans, by the way, they loved the illegal, illegal immigration because they loved the cheap labor. And the cheap labor would drive up their profits, okay? It got to a point to where the amount of illegal immigration that was coming in was do started doing more harm than helping profits and all of that other stuff. And that's when Republicans really started talking about it, right? So when I tell you that both sides of the aisle have sold hardworking Americans out, these are the things that I mean. And so obviously there's a lot of people on this page that come to my page for right-leaning center-right commentary, which is fine. And I've said a million times that I will vote Republican for the rest of my life because the alternative is communism. The, the, like these people, these Democrats are communists, okay? I'm not going to vote for that. But what I'm also not going to do is to pretend as if uh, Republican elites have not also sold us down the aisle as well um, to the point where somebody like Tracy is making a comment like this, which, which is heartbreaking. Um, heartbreaking. Um, yeah, Ramon said, I've been following for, I've been following you forever. And this is the first time I see you live. Yes. Um, and by the way, Ramon, and to everybody else, I will be doing this much more often because personally, um, I'm relaunching my podcast. Please go to the pinned message, um, and download that podcast. But what I'm going to be doing is I'm probably going to do my pod five days a week and I'm probably going to record um, I'm going to have a set time that I record the pod and that's the set time that I'm going to go live. So I will probably, I like for my mornings to be gym time. So I honestly, you know, and you can say what you want about me. I make my own schedule. I wake up at 7am and honestly, between seven and like nine fifteen is like my gym time. And so I go work out, I do my spin classes, I do whatever. So I'll probably be going live every single day at about like 10, 10, 15, uh, because I'll do my podcast live. So I'll give you guys live content um, while I'm recording my, my podcast so I can kind of like kill two birds with one stone here. Um, so I am going to be going live more often. So I would say, Ramon, to expect me live at about 10, 15 every morning from here on out. Um, somebody said, oh, love you, Rob Smith. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you very much. Uh, so look, if you guys have any questions, definitely drop them in. This is, this is very interesting, uh, a very interesting conversation. Um, so somebody, so Kathy said, uh, I said that I don't have eight to $10 million. So I have $1 million. Okay. Look, <laughs> I'm not going to start the conversation about how much money I do or do not have or what kind of life, life I'm living. That is neither here nor there. Um, what I will say is this, and this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier. We are getting to the point as a society, and I'm very, very nervous. And I told you guys, I don't lie to my problematics. I do not, I'm not optimistic about return to, to Republican rule in 2024. I don't see it. I don't see it for a lot of different reasons. And if you guys keep following and, and all this other stuff, you, you know, we'll get into to why I, I do not see this in the future. But I will say is this, we are quickly becoming a society in which 
if you think $1 million is, is a lot, uh, I guess objectively it is. But we're getting to a point in society, in society where if you're not sitting on 8 to 10 M's, and if you're not completely independent, it's going to get tougher and tougher. Like, I, it's bad. It's almost like and when you live in these major cities, you know, I live in Miami. Um, you know, I, I split my time basically between Miami and New York right now. These are very expensive cities. But they also used to be, I, what I feel about Miami, and I've, I've always felt this, can Miami be a very expensive city? Absolutely. But I feel like fundamentally, you get more bang for your buck in Miami than you get in any other major metropolitan city, I believe, in the country. Because you can get a, if you're in Miami, you know, you, you can get a lot of bang for your buck. And you don't necessarily need to be eating at, you know, expensive two $300 restaurants every single night, okay? Um, you can get a lot of bang for your buck here. This is why I really, really like Miami. Jack Maselli said, so you think the country is weak, yet you turn your attention to fashion instead of making a difference in the political arena. First of all, I'm interested in fashion. I like fashion. We are allowed to like different things. And that's what a lot of conservatives don't realize. So when you go on my Facebook page, my Instagram page, and I go to fashion and I stuff like, we're allowed to be interested in different things, Jack. And so this is why... I think conservatives and Republicans lose because this is this is the thing. Conservatives and Republicans have ceded control and influence in fashion, entertainment, journalism, media, academia, the nonprofit sector, everywhere else. Conservatives have decided that the only thing that we're going to do is talk about politics all the time. Politics is downstream from culture. It's not the other way around. So when you lose the culture, you lose political power. And I think that's what people don't realize sometimes. So that so when I, as a very visible right-leaning political figure, go to New York Fashion Week, when I turn an interest into politics and culture, this is me saying that we need as conservatives to be everywhere because Jack. Getting out of all of those things and focusing our pure attention on politics has gotten us where? Conservatives leaving the culture and hiding in the church or talk radio or on Fox News or on Newsmax or wherever, that has gotten us where as Americans? Where has that gotten us? We've lost everything. And so when you criticize me for going and trying to make some sort of cultural impact in something that does not have to do with particularly pontificating about politics all the time, you're missing the point. Hopefully I've explained that to you a little bit. Ramon, first time I've ever used credit cards. Oh yeah, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the credit card debt in this country, which by the way, is higher than it has ever been in the history of this country, because this is what I believe. And right now, for me personally, my pure focus is like my credit cards. I don't have a whole lot of credit card debt, um, but the, it's done and I'm over it and never again. More credit card debt than at any time in American history is right now, because this was happening. This is what I believe is that there's a lot of people right now that 
have not downgraded their lifestyles, but need to downgrade their lifestyles. And Ramona, I'm not talking to you specifically. I'm talking about in general. A lot of people have not downgraded their lifestyles. They're just using far more credit than they ever were before. That is a bubble that is about to pop. And there's going to be a major contraction in spending. And when that happens, the recession is really coming. I don't think we're going to be seeing it right now because there's a lot that's going on uh, in fourth quarter. There's going to be a lot of spending in fourth quarter. There always is. The the economy and, and a lot of the stuff, even... Um, if you're a social media person like myself that, that makes money from, from ad revenue or, or podcast revenue or all this other stuff, that stuff tends to be very much inflated in 4Q. 4Q is when everybody makes their money, right? Retail makes their money. Everybody shop, 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 spend, 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 swipe, swipe, swipe. The crash is going to come in 2024. I believe that there is a recession coming. I believe it is going to be bad for a couple of different reasons. First of all, and and I'm going to break it down for you guys. So you have more credit card debt than we've ever had in American history right now. We have those student loan payments. Oh, they're up. For the first time in years, those student loan payments have been on pause for years. They're up. People are going to have to pay for that. Everything is ridiculously expensive right now, as it has been pretty much since three months after Joe Biden took office. So what's going to happen right now is this. People are going to stop spending. They're just going to stop spending the way that they were because those credit cards are getting way too high. The economy is starting to contract a little bit. Now they got to pay those student loans and they got to do all this other stuff. Smart people are not going to be living on credit. Smart people are going to be like, I see what's going on. Let me bring down my spending a little bit. That comes with the contraction in the economy. And so that's what's going to happen. That's why I believe that there's going to be a recession next year. Um. Tracy, oh, Patricia, so agree with you. This is what Tracy, Tracy says. Um, I don't see Republicans winning in 2024. I see things are only going to get worse. I have no hope for the future. And for that matter, I have no hope for humanity with all the evil indoctrination happening for decades now. It just seems like no one has common decency anymore. Um this is what I, what I will say, and let's sort of give people a little a little hope here. Um, I do not believe that things are beyond hope. I think that what one of the things that Vivek says right now that I really love is he's like, we need an American revival. And this is an American revival, not only in our policies, but in how we feel about America, how we feel about being Americans. Left doesn't want this to happen. And somebody made a comment down there about the invasion of illegal immigrants, because make no mistake, this is an invasion. They're importing an army of people that they think will be liberals. And they think that these people will vote for, for Democrats. And they think that they can control these people, because this is what Democrats want. There needs to be an American revival. 
And that is not going to happen until we reverse the indoctrination that's happening in our public education system. That is not going to happen until we do something not only about the stream of illegal immigration that's coming across our border, but also with the 20 to 30 million illegal immigrants that are already here. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who is a Republican elected official, um, not national, uh, but this person is Latino. I was talking with him and his him and his partner about this. And they were like, well, I want to get your take on things because we want um, for all the illegal immigrants here to be, you know, to plead guilty for a crime and then we'll put them on our path to citizenship. And I said, absolutely not. Absolutely, positively not. Will any of the illegal, will I ever believe that any of the illegal immigrants that are in this country should ever be put on a path to citizenship? Because to me, put it, being put on a path to citizenship means to be put on a path to voting in our local and national elections, and that absolutely not. I absolutely will never stand for that 100%. As long as I am breathing on this earth, I will never advocate for that. Ever. Ever. Because that should not happen. And there's some, there's some part of me that thinks that at a certain point, there will have to be mass force deportation of illegal immigrants in this country that is going to have to be supported by the National Guard, which is why they have spent a lot of their time indoctrinating the United States military with people that are infiltrating it, with people that hate America, with people that will act against the best interests of America. All of this, all of this stuff is a long-term plan. I truly believe that 100% that this is a long-term plan by the left. Not only do you flood this country with illegal immigrants who have no connection to this country, no love for this country, other than they know they can come here and get free stuff. So you have that at the same time. You have a military that is being weakened from the inside out with leftist indoctrination, with DEIBS, and with people that actually love this country, people that actually want to serve it will not have anything to do with today's military. So who's in today's military? A bunch of weak people who, and by the way, the standards are being lessened for them as well. So do you think that after a couple of decades of this, that this is a United States military that is going to follow orders when they are directed to go door to door and forcibly deport illegal immigrants? Absolutely not. And these are people that are going to be fighting these, these cartels and all of these criminals that are coming in? Absolutely not. It's part of the long-term plan. All right? And that is what I, I, I honestly, truly, truly do believe. Okay, so Kevin Thompson says, I want to read this whole comment because this is a, uh, but what about the jobs that Joe keeps adding? There are more people out of the poverty line that Trump put them in by giving tax cuts to the rich and illegals can't vote and you and the Republicans know this. Okay, so I'm going to respond to a leftist, which I don't do. This is obviously, you know, I get, I get leftists that come to my page and that's fine. That's fine. Okay, so, so let's, let's, let's break this down a little bit. What about the jobs that Joe keeps adding? Joe Biden has not added 
any meaningful jobs to America. When Joe Biden and the Biden administration touts out the fact that, and I brought this up on Fox Biz last week, when they talk about he's created more jobs than any other American president, what they're saying is that the jobs that they shut down, that were shut down during the COVID and all that other stuff, when they open these businesses back up, they count those jobs in those numbers again because they think that you are stupid. They think that you are stupid. They think that you don't know any better. Okay, first of all, um, out of the poverty land that line that Trump put them in by giving tax cuts to the rich and illegals can't vote. Okay, first of all, um, illegals can't vote now, nationally, but in cities all across the country, particularly in Los Angeles, in New York right now, and you can Google this. If you're at your computer, you're, if you're watching me right now, you're at a computer, you're in your phone, you can Google this. Illegal immigrants can absolutely vote in local elections in New York and Los Angeles. Absolutely, they can right now. That is why they're creating programs right now to give these people ID cards, identification, because they are allowing illegal immigrants to vote in their elections in certain districts in New York and California. That is what these people want nationwide. That's the long game. Illegals can't vote now. After 30 years of indoctrination and all this other stuff, you're, you're going to have Republicans advocating for giving illegals the right to vote. I bet you. In 30 years, we're going to have Republicans advocating for this. Um, so that's just the truth. So somebody said, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so look. That's just the reality of the situation here. That is the reality of the situation and what we are dealing with. Uh, there needs to be an American revival. There really, really does. Vivek is absolutely right about that. Um, what I unfortunately believe, and this is what I truly believe, and, and whoever gets the nomination, I will use every little bit of my influence to try to get people to vote for whoever gets the nomination. I have not stepped into it right now because I'm so tired of Trump and DeSantis people arguing on social media. I do not. I'm so over it. I'm over it. Because a bunch of paid operatives arguing with each other and, you know, everybody loved DeSantis until he was poisoned in the minds of all these people. Like, I'm tired of all of it. We're going to get whatever nominee we'll get. And whenever the, Repo the Republican nominee is revealed, I will use every bit of my influence to try to get people to vote to vote for this person, whoever that person may be. Uh, Trump, DeSantis, Chris Christie, whoever it is. Do I believe that Republicans will take the White House in 2024? No, I do not. I have never believed this. And in order for me to say that I deeply believe this will be for me to be lying to you, and I refuse to lie to you. And I don't believe that Republicans are going to take back the White House because I do not believe that Republicans fundamentally care about taking back the White House. Um, they don't even care about exerting power when they have it. And this is and, and the Trump people do not like this when I say this. Uh, I will say that Trump had the White House, the Senate, and the House for two years, and they did those tax cuts and basically nothing else. Sure, there were moves that were made um, that made the economy stronger, absolutely. But in terms of the fundamental promises, the wall didn't get built. Um, he didn't do anything about social media censorship. So they had every level of power that you could possibly have, and they still didn't do anything. Um, 
and that's just an objective fact, whether you voted for Trump or not. And I, and I, like I said, I didn't vote for anybody in 2016 and I voted for Trump in 2020. Um, but that's the truth. And so the truth is that we have a Republican Party that is obstructionist. Like these people want the status quo. The, I, I think that what you guys don't understand sometimes because you're not around these people and you're not in these circles is that these people don't care. They have too much money to fundamentally care. They have too much money to care. And that's what you don't understand about their lives, is that these people have too much money to care. Their lives are not going to change. They're going to be in their mansions. They're going to have their millions. They're going to live their lives. When you are, um, who's the guy at CPAC? Oh, God, his name, his name. If you're Matt Schlapp and you're running CPAC, and you've gotten, by the way, and this is a document, in fact, again, something you guys can Google. If you're Matt Schlapp and you're running CPAC, and I'm going to call CPAC out because they're, they're tired, they're old, they're irrelevant. I do not care. I'll never go to CPAC again. Who cares? Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Who cares? If you're getting, Matt Schlapp got a $750,000 consulting contract for two weeks of work um, because of his access to Donald Trump, and he was supposed to get Donald Trump to pardon this person, who, by the way, this person never got pardoned, Matt Schlapp cashed his check. And I use that as an example to say that these people do not fundamentally know about your lives. They fundamentally do not care about your lives. And that's a lot of the Republican Party right now. And that's, that's a lot of the, the Democrat Party as well. So you can ask me about how much money I make. And I will tell you this. Five years ago, you know, five to six years ago, I was making $1,800 a month. Okay, six years ago, I was making like no. When I got seventeen, I'm trying to think about what year it, what year it was. In early 2018, I was making eighteen hundred dollars a month. I've been laid off from a full time media job. I was working freelance. I was on unemployment. I was like literally trying to trying to scrape by, trying to get it by. So I may do well now, well objectively well, but I'm not that far removed from knowing what it's like to not know where your next paycheck is coming from, okay? To live on $100 a week. Like, I'm not that far removed from that. These people that are speaking for the Republican Party, they do not know that life. They will never know that life. They have never known that life. These people do not care. They don't care about winning. That's why they're going to lose in 2024. And let me tell you guys something else. If you are not preparing yourself for, what is it, 2023, if you are not preparing yourself for at least five more years of this crap, you're living in a fantasy world. Do not let the, and I don't care who gets the nomination, do not let these people sell you lies. Fortify your life to the best of your ability right now. Do not wait for the Republican Party to swoop in to save you. Do not wait for Donald Trump to save you. Do not wait for Ron DeSantis to save you. Do not wait for these people to save you. Because if you're not planning for at least five more years of this 
that we're living in right now. Oh, and by the way, it's a, it's going to get worse. If you're not fortifying yourself and preparing yourself to exist in this world, then you're not paying attention. So I need for you to wake up. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you can download Can't Cancel Rob Smith on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.